Well, I'm not a crook. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. I have a dream. All I ask of our brethren is that they take their feet off our necks. It transcends the senses. This is Murder of Grey. Hello, I'm Christian. I'm Chris. And this is the Murder of Grey podcast. Thank you guys so much for joining us again this week as we dive into another set of moral or ethical dilemmas. And this week we are staying close to home. So home for us is California. And a lot of things have been happening and changing. And one of the things that has been enacted is from our Governor Newsom. Uh, a lot of people love him. A lot of people hate him. More, more, more people hate him. <laughs> but he is trying to instill this act or uh, this different type of, type of slight quote-unquote court system uh, that's co- being coined as care court or community assistance, recovery, and empowerment court. Uh, so th- in this act, it is it said to help out people with uh, mental disorders or substance abuse or uh, anything like that, or even homelessness, uh, so that they can get the care that they actually need. Now, on paper, this sounds like a fantastic idea. It sounds like a way for people to actually get the, the help that they have been needing, uh, maybe even get off the street, even find housing for them. Uh, that's all covered by Care Quarter. But there is some skepticism about it as well. And I will say, whenever I first heard about this, I was a little skeptical because the way it was being delivered to us was this is an alternative to prison. Uh, because it's called care court. So everybody thought it was just had to do with the court system itself. But the more things are starting to kind of evolve uh, and the more that they talk about it, it doesn't necessarily mean that it has to go to the court system in order for somebody to get help from care court. It apparently just needs, you just need to show a need for it. uh, And that assuming that means some sort of economic need or something like that, right? Uh, Or some uh, showing that you've been going to jail for X amount of reasons and it can come like be pertained back to the mental illness that you have and it's not fair, right? Like there's some kind of muddied waters there as to exactly who's going to benefit from this. Uh, But it, it sounds like a great idea. It sounds like it could be really, really helpful for those that are either too afraid to ask for help or just have never been able to get the help that they need. Now, on the flip side of that, from what we have heard is that if it is pertaining to a a actual court case where imprisonment is an option, care court can force medical, uh, medical treatment on an individual, which that's where it seems a little iffy right where now we're coming into a situation where you no longer have a choice whether you're going to be treated and a lot of people might not know that they need the help and medical treatment is going to help them regardless of the fact but the question is are they getting the same level of medical treatment of those that are paying for it versus the government mandated medical treatment that's where it becomes a little what's going on here but 
before we really dive into this uh, potential issue or this controversial uh, decision by Governor Newsom, uh, what is your instant reaction to Care Court, or how do you feel about this idea? And like I said, this is a California thing, so but you know everything starts in California and means that it will eventually probably go to the rest of the world. So everyone should be paying attention to this and how well or how badly it fails. But yeah, like I said, what's your what's your reaction to this idea? So on paper, it sounds great, right? People get the help they need, you know, possibly help fight homelessness. Uh, just being there for people, you know, and it's like it it always sounds great. I mean, most of these court most court order programs sound like that. Now, this isn't court ordered for the most part. Like, I guess you can. Uh, they can take people in that were mm-hmm. incarcerated, but uh, it there's a lot of good and a lot of bad. And at first, I was like, "Oh, this is really good." But after I started thinking about it more and more, I'm like, "Maybe this isn't for the best, at least right now." Uh, for me, in my past, I have a in uh, Orange County. They have the this kind of two other court systems. They got like a drug court and they also got like a dual diagnose court. And basically what it is, is say you've had a couple charges. Uh, drug court is basically kind of like your last resort before prison. Uh, mm-hmm. You get 18 months of this program and basically you get tested pretty often. You have to go to meetings. You have to go, you get you see your therapist and counselor like almost every week, every other week. Uh, you're kind of like handheld to the process. A lot of like what this care court stuff sounds like sounds a lot like those kind of courts. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in the other one, which was for substance and mental health uh, issues. And it was interesting because in that court, I would say about 80% of the people were there because of using and then 20% was just for, you know, mental health problems. Uh, and most of these, everybody in that course, it, it had to be people that were like functional, right? Like no extreme cases. Like there were, there were some that would have extreme cases if they didn't have medication. But aside from that, like it was, you know, it was nothing like high, what's the word I'm thinking of? Uh, high maintenance, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, like, with this court, it it sounds great. But with the court that I was in, there was maybe, ooh, geez, maybe like five counselors and... I know in my class, I guess you could call it, there was about 30 people in it. And I know that they had maybe another day with another different set of like maybe 20 people. So there was a good, let's put on average 50, maybe 60 people to this one, uh, one court. And they have this court, um, in a different, so it's not just like in Orange County, there's one in Santa Ana. And there's another one that's in um, like uh, in Newport, right? So it's a different city, but they have their own court. So they kind of separate it um, with the one in Santa Ana. It's like, you know, they get 50 people. 
there's probably eight counselors, you know, and then there's like four or five probation officers that deal with it. So they have people, a therapist wise, I think that's where it was stretched thin a little bit mm-hmm. because I only ever heard of maybe three mm-hmm. therapists for all of these people, um, unless you wanted to go the private route. But I always thought, man, that's a lot of work for, you know, three people. And, but the thing is that those courts, it was for people that most time were trying to get out of jail or people that really wanted it. And so it felt like, you know, it was, it was worth doing, uh, with this care court. It, it's interesting because it seems like the wording in it almost sounds like some people might get put in that against their will, which might be like a person has to want to get better. You know, there, I think there's a good amount. There's, there's people out there that can get better if they're thrown in a situation like that. But I know speaking for myself, I had to want it to get better. And mm-hmm. I didn't want to get better for a long time, but, and I know a lot of my friends still don't want to get better. And they've been through a lot of these kind of programs. And for me, even though they're just starting this in seven counties in California, they're starting in some of the bigger counties, right? Orange, mm-hmm. San Diego, Riverside. I didn't see LA. I think it's San Francisco, I think, which uh, sounds crazy so. already. Yeah. Um, that's a that's a huge demographic there. That's a lot oh, of people. Yeah, with all the issues going on there. Oh. Yeah. Um uh, and San Diego. Oh. Yeah. Um they're just not going to have enough people. It that's the sad truth. Like it I want I would love to see this work where people get the help. Like ultimately in the end, I don't care if it's called care court or what. I just want to see people get help. And this program sounds like it offers it, but I have to agree with what a lot of people said that were against this bill is there's not enough help for it yet. And you don't want to start a program and then throwing big incentives to people like, Hey, join this, uh, for, you know, double the amount you would get at this other place because it's not good to run on hope that all these people will work for you. You know, what if you start this program, you only have four people taking care of like 200 people. Like that's not right for the client or the, the caregiver. Yeah, it is very tough. And I think that is one of the biggest issues that we're trying to deal with currently is how do we get enough people to actually help all these individuals? Because right now, if I don't know, a lot of people might not know this, but you can kind of allude to this or understand this because of COVID, because of all those things, we've lost a lot of therapists, a lot of social workers, and we are severely understaffed. And this care court idea was kind of thrown out uh, as a surprise. There was no real lead up. There was no, hey, here's a warning, start mass hiring, start really looking into it. I mean, even though they were to try and get back into ratio, but it was it was not enough time. And this is supposed to go into effect next year. Uh, And so it's it's right around the corner, which is pretty crazy. And if you think about it, so 
it, it, in a recent doc or recent survey, uh, there is said to be about fourteen thousand unhoused individuals with serious illness, uh, mental illness, uh, and that are actually participating in programs. So that's only that's fourteen thousand people actually participating. That's not including the ones who are not. So that's already a huge amount of individuals where we're at the point now where any caregiver or has about or conservator has about 65 to 85 in individuals per caseworker. That's how understaffed we are. And with things rising, we can speculate that one individual is going to be able, have to take care of at least 130 individuals. That's a lot of people to look after. And with these kind of illnesses or mental uh, illnesses, you, having a visit every three to four months is not beneficial. That is not going to help. They need one-on-one -on -one attention. So these size or these pool sizes for the caretakers definitely need to be brought down in order for this to be a successful program. Because with Care Court, like sure, there's fourteen thousand people who are actively participating in programs. All the ones that are not don't want to be there because, like you said, they, you know, some you need to want help in order to seek out help to be ready for this stuff. So it's going to create some really major issues there where it could lead to some negative reinforcement, right? Where we start thinking about it where, oh, well, I got sent to this home for help, but I never see my caretaker. I don't know what's going on. I've been asking for help for so long. I'm just being ignored like I always am, right? And it could lead to some really negative effects mentally for the individual that's been put into this care. And you kind of alluded to this as well with the idea of needing or wanting to ask for help. Care court is really kind of scary because it is a court-ordered response. So like that does have to go through the California court system in order to be put into these programs. Now, the people that can put you into these programs is a very wide pool. So it can actually be initiated by your family. It could be initiated by the county and community-based social services. Uh, it can be done by behavioral health providers or even first responders can put a case up for you to, that you need to be put into a care court program. So there's a, like basically anybody can say, that person right there needs to be put into this and make a uh, like make it a court order where you're responsible for, for this stuff. And so once you get into the care court system, uh, according to what the law is saying, uh, we have you're given a 12 months worth of care uh, with periodic review and hearings throughout those 12 months. And then if a participant successfully completes the plan, uh, then they might be. Uh, they might be released or given further care or their 12 months might be expanded for another 12 months. So basically, you're on a year-to-year -year basis. But if you happen to fail the plan or for any reason you get rejected by care court, then that person, this is pretty crazy, under the current law, that person can be hospitalized or uh, referred to conservatorship with no no questions from the actual person themselves. They don't have a choice about it. So if you get put into care court by somebody you don't know, like it could just be a first responder that happened to arrest you because you were sleeping on the side of the road, and then you fail out of the program because maybe you missed one meeting at some point for any reason, 
then you could be hospitalized under court order on against your will, or you could be reserved or referred to conservatorship. So that means that somebody who has some sort of tie or the state itself will now make all your decisions for you for the rest of your life, meaning any medications, anything that has to do with income, all that stuff has to go through that conservator first and you have no say in it whatsoever. Remember the whole free Britney thing? Like that's the idea there where you don't even have a say of what medications you're given at that point. So I think that's where it gets really scary is if you fail out of care court and the fact that so many different individuals can give you a court order making you do this. So that's where it gets a little like kind of intimidating. And that's where I could see it becoming a real major issue because who's to say somebody might not, I mean, obviously someone's going to abuse this. Someone's going to say something where like, uh, it could be a cop, it could be a family member trying to get something out of you. Uh, and you might have a mental breakdown one day or, you know, have a just a bad day and they can file a court order against you. And if that happens to get pushed through, you have to follow through this care court plan through and through to the letter for 12 months straight in order to potentially get out of it. And if for any reason whatsoever you fail, you are hospitalized and you might have all your rights taken away from you legally. So mm-hmm. that's that's kind of where I'm sitting right there, where I'm actually afraid of this. It sounds really terrifying. That part is the part that made me think, oh, like it's it sounds a lot like the other court programs where it's like, if you fail this, you're going to get locked up because like the one that I was in, you know, you can get so many violations, right? So I got a violation for testing dirty. I had to do a week locked up. And then uh, the second violation, it was three weeks. And then I think you're given third, three strikes. Mm-hmm. And um, if you fail it, you know, it. it's kind of considered based on what your offenses were, but it seems like the minimum would be 18 months. Um, mm-hmm. Well, think about I it know this for- way. If you had failed, then you could have, gotten all your rights taken away right then and there and been hospitalized yeah so it's like this thing doesn't feel that much different from those other court ordered programs it's just instead of going to jail or prison you get hospitalized which in some places is worse Mm -hmm. and it's it's scary because you know you're taking away the rights of someone and it I can see maybe why Newsom wanted to do this, right? His He's been trying to find a way to fight homelessness in California. I mean, if you live in California, any of the major cities, you know oh, yeah. how it is right now. You live with it. It's, it's everywhere. Um, it's bad. Like, it's I bad. drove down to uh, downtown San Diego the other day to pick something up, and it's... The situation there has gotten worse in the past, I would say, five months. Um, Mm -hmm. Where I usually go to pick something up, it's usually pretty mellow. And this time there was maybe like 20 people just like kicking it, camped out, being aggressive. And Someone tried to break into our Jeep two nights ago. Again, that's why we have cameras. 
Oh my god! When I went out there, they said, "Oh, we were trying to find a place to sleep." I'm like, "What the hell? No, (laughs) like not in my car." Yeah. Uh, Ah, it's and it's sad because it's like I would I don't you know I want people to be safe. I want people to you know not have to be homeless. You know, like it'd be Mm -hmm. nice if everyone could be you know could take care of themselves, help each other. But I can see why this would be a measure to kind of combat that, especially when they use the term like severe. So, and this is what I was thinking is that this is going to be their way of putting people who are severe from like on the streets, Mm -hmm. a way to probably just lock them up. Cause I mean, think about this, right? If you are pretty functional, you know, with medication or even not, um, you probably would be able to handle this program for the most part, unless you're being bossed around too much. Right. But for the ones that are like on the street screaming at people or, you know, just really out there. And a lot um, of the people we had to deal with at work, right? Those guys. Yeah. Every time we called the cops, they would take them away, but they would have to let them go the next day because they didn't technically do anything. Yep. But now with this, that cop now has something that they can do. Yeah. They would refer it to uh, one of those people who would write into effect like, oh, they could try this program. And this is where I think, you know, it it's interesting because there's going to be the path where it's like, okay, give them the medication, give them some kind of support. Now, you have to think even like a sliver of support is more than they've probably had in years. Yeah. So maybe that little bit will help. But say, and like it said in this thing I read, if they forget their medication, they're actually not penalized for it. It's everything else they are. Oh. So I'm thinking okay, they forget their medication, obviously they're probably not going to show up for anything or, you know, mess something up. So it's like, are they just trying to find a way to legally uh, sweep the more severe homeless off the streets? And if it's worded like this, I could see a lot of California being behind it, for better or for worse, you know? Uh, like, yeah, it got, like, glowing recognition in the court systems. So like this, I think this that's passed, what it's about. This passed so fast. That's why people are so like, wait, what's going on? What is this? Which is pretty it, crazy. When I read that it's not just for the homeless, that's when I was a little worried because it <sighs> this sounds like the court for, you know, that severe on the streets kind of mm-hmm. person, right? For a person that's say like your your brother who ha- is severely mentally ill, it's uh, I feel like this like it sounds like it'd be great to give them care, but it's also kind of scary what could happen, right? Say they piss off a caregiver, the caregiver doesn't like them, or say you know they throw the race or the gender card at this person, they have that person's life in their hands, yeah. right? by getting them hospitalized and it's fucked up you know like i it to me i feel like they say this is open to many people but i think 
they're just going to use this as a way to sweep people off the street legally. Yeah. Since they can't do that. Right. I think it was kind of they were doing some test runs of this idea earlier. I don't know if you remember this, but I think it was in the beginning of this year. The cops around uh, California were doing these random raids of like homeless encampments. Oh, yeah. And they would just walk up, throw away all their stuff and tell them to go somewhere else. And uh, basically just clean up the streets that way. And that was California's response to the homelessness in San Diego, especially in downtown, was literally pull up a car, throw away all of their things, everything, like sweep the sidewalks, all that stuff, and tell them to get out. And they did that maybe once every month where they Mm -hmm. would do that. And I think that was their way of trying to, you know, find out exactly how many people are necessary for this or how many people they have that they can use this for. Because shortly yeah. after that, in March, that was the first talk of this care court idea. And it's kind of crazy. Like in March, that went through or was just talked about, just mentioned. And now in September, we're doing dry runs of it already, which is really fast for government. That's insane how quick that they were acting on this, especially since this is a $14 billion plan that's being put mm-hmm. in by the states. Like, billion is an insane amount of money that they've claimed that they don't have enough money for basic fundings for even child care. But now all of a sudden we have $14 billion for um, uh, 55,000 new housing units in California. It's crazy. Yeah. Like that's all under this bill where they're saying that's going to be there. And then it's going to be a more than $10 billion annual investment in uh, for the state to continue with this program going forward. So this is going to be insanely expensive. So that's another area in which people are a little concerned about this because they're asking where's the money actually coming from. Exactly. And uh, some mayors around California who are completely for this and are big advocates of the idea of care court have mentioned that the wealthy are doing very well for themselves mm-hmm. and our tax revenue for the state of California has gone up exponentially. And they're saying that is where this money is coming from. But what it sounds like to me as well, after dealing with a lot of you know school district things, which are government run programs. With government-run programs, if people might not know this, but they're allotted a certain amount of money each year. And if you don't spend all of that money, then it goes into review for the following fiscal year, and you could potentially have a lower budget for the next year going forward. So it is really up to that industry to spend every single dime that it has in order to keep their funding where it is, or else they might lose it the next year. So. Mm-hmm. They put a really high dollar amount on this that they can just keep pumping money into and spending state money on just random programs. Like about 10 years ago, there was an issue where the state didn't have or wasn't able to spend all the money it had. And a lot of the money was going to go away for certain programs like Border Patrol and stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. they just randomly bought 20 unmanned drones for $5 million a piece that never flew. And if they did, they actually didn't help catch anybody. Apparently, like the catch rate went up like 3%, which is like, okay, we spent how much on what (laughs) for 3%? Cool, thanks. But that just kind of shows what the government funding and government plans are willing to do. They're willing to throw around a bunch of money that is now due to the fact that 
California is overpopulated and the cost of living out here is insane. So of course, taxes are like crazy high. So now the government has getting so much money that they just need to spend it. Otherwise, it looks like they're just lining their pockets. Yeah, they are right. Of course, they are. They're government officials. Everybody is. Everybody wants to get a little bit out of it. So they're just making all these weird little programs to make that happen. And the biggest issue that most residents in California have is the homelessness out here. And it is it is getting really, really bad, like insanely bad. Like it's if you haven't seen it out here and you live somewhere where homelessness is not a big deal, like it's it's pretty crazy. Yeah, you you wouldn't understand like going through it. And it's everywhere now. So this is just a really fast way of the government spending money and trying to clear the streets as fast as possible with court ordered like mandates of this stuff where people don't have a choice. And I mm-hmm. bet that a lot of the court systems are hoping that the people that go through this fail because that means that they will never be on the street again. Like within 12 months, like I would be very surprised if in 2023 we don't see a lot less homeless people because they're now being hospitalized and treated medically, like going through weird medical treatments because they happen to fail their care plan for some yep reason right and it could be there's nothing in the bill so far that says like exactly how they can fail or at least i didn't see anything i know you mentioned that missing your medication doesn't give you a strike but that just means that they're opening the doors for a lot of issues to happen within care court yep so that's it's it's a lot to kind of soak in and it's it's a little it's a little much to kind of deal with and uh, while like we said on paper this sounds like a fantastic idea get people the help that they need But due to the amount of research that we have done for this show specifically, we have seen some of the stuff, some of the medical treatments, quote unquote, treatments that Mm. prisoners have gone through that Mm. were issued by government, by like the people that we are trusting with these individuals. And a lot of it is very experimental things. A lot of it is very much unethical on many, many fronts. And let's say that the state of California now has conservatorship over you and you are now put into these medical treatments. Well, the state of California happens to have a test on brain surgery that says that it can lower aggression. Right. Think about this. Like, go, let's go extreme. Right. There's a there's a new theory out there. Some brain scientists is there saying that uh, because of this surgery, we can now lower aggression and we have shown it in lab rats. Well, guess what? Lab rats are now people, prisoners that don't have rights or conservatorship over them, their own selves anymore. Right. Who's to say that that can't happen? Mm-hmm. Like, I know that's a very like big like sci-fi level conspiracy theory thought, but something along those lines or something as unethical as that it m- will be much smaller than that, of course. Right. They're probably hopefully not yeah. going to lobotomize everybody just because. But it, the idea is there, right? It could just be random oh, yeah. medications being thrown out to the streets, random this and that being tested on them, random vaccines and random treatments for them that could be potentially harmful for the masses or for the ones not in care court. Like, that's all there. It's all possible because conservatorship is really a kind of terrifying thing. Like, like I said, you have absolutely no say over anything. It's yep. it's a lot to deal with. So I don't know. I'm really hesitant. Uh, I would love to see 
some good come from this. But I, I just don't know if we're going to be able to. Not, not because that this was plan was made with malicious intent. I'm going to go down the route and keep the rose-colored glasses on for a little bit and think that this plan was not made with malicious intent put behind it of just this is how we sweep problems under the rug. But mm -hmm. I think the biggest issue that we're going to have with this is the amount of care that can actually be provided for the individuals before it clogs the system. And in the real quick dry run that they did in one city, it clogged the system within eight hours. They had too much and not enough people working, not enough infrastructure put in place. And this is going to be put in place in California next year within, I think, six months when it's supposed to officially go up. So in six months, can we go from being clogged in eight hours to a fully functioning machine? I don't think so. Are we going to be able to build 55,000 houses for people to live in? No, <laughs> not in six months, unless we just 3D print a bunch of houses, right? Like, and mm. where are they going to go? That's another thing, too. So it's it is a very there's a lot of issues that are coming up with this that are yeah they're very concerning but i'm hopeful i guess to say the least all right well that's going to do it for us this week thank you guys so much for listening in and pay attention to this look at like Start watching some news, check it out, because like I said, if you don't live in California, this might be coming to you pretty soon, because a lot of the things that we come up with uh, end up getting spread across the country, just because people like to copy California, and it might not be all that it seems. But anyway, like I said, that's it for us this week, and we will talk to you guys next week with the next set of moral ethical dilemmas. But until then, bye for now.